innocent until proven guilty. That's what I've heard so many times now throughout this case from so many people. Um, whether it's reading articles or participating in groups on social media, it's kind of mind blowing to know how many people still believe, uh, that that phrase should even be said at this point. Um, but like I said, that was part one, uh, the first episode. I, it was two in the morning. I just had to get all of that off of my chest and get the ball rolling on this stuff But I remember now why I wanted to start vocalizing my thoughts on all of this. And a lot of it is because I don't think a lot of people have the time to, you know, read court documents, read the family court information. um, And when you do, your, your whole view on all of this changes. I mean, it... It's interesting how they say, you know, you never know what's really happening until you you are behind closed doors and you get to see what's really going on. And and that's a true fact in so many cases. In this case, you know, I I really feel like they'll get to the the truth and the answer to this whole this whole, in my opinion, murder um, when they start inward and move outward, meaning focusing in on the family dynamic um, that was eventually broken down due to Fotis, his infidelity, his need for complete control over every aspect of the family, um, him using so much of Jennifer's money, uh, which I always say in so many different discussions, and I... I just can't, I just can't understand those that say innocent until proven guilty at this point. So anyway, so what I wanted to get into was uh, the family court docs, Jen's blog, that I believe is now taken down. I've read all of what was available to me and with family court, and I, I can't say I'm shocked about what I read Uh, the testimonials about how he was to the children, how he was to Jen, how he was as a husband or lack thereof. Uh, He was not present. Um, I'm not going to read everything, but these are the things that stand out to me. One of them is the fact that Fotis was extremely controlling with naming the kids. It was my way or the highway in that regard um, I don't know if you've noticed, if anybody notices all the kids' names are Greek, nothing wrong with that. Uh, but there was an instance where their daughter, um, Cleopatra Noel, Jen mentioned in a in the patch blog. So this is now not court document, this is public knowledge. Uh this is her putting it out publicly. Um, who might I add, side note, uh it was pretty private of a person. Uh and for her to put that out there, you know, a negative, a negative comment, which I'm about to say about her own husband publicly, uh, really says a lot about what was going on in that family. Um, so basically what she said was this, um, 
she hesitated to have a discussion with her husband, Fotis, about the idea of saying, hey, you know what, it could be Noel Cleopatra. It doesn't have to be Cleopatra Noel. And he, you know, allegedly told her, absolutely not. You know, quote, I will have nothing to do with her life if it's not Cleopatra Noel. Uh, which it then was then carved in stone and was the 11th commandment. No, I'm just kidding. I mean, it, it, that's, that's what she said. That's how he was. And she said, I didn't even, you know, begin to try to even have that argument because it was, it was a losing battle. And that, that was her showing the world, giving everybody a red flag of the type of person she was dealing with. She talked about having to be able to relinquish control with someone who is like him when two people in a relationship are in a way alpha or A-type personality people that are go-getters. But he slowly, when you read her blog, you get to see how he slowly took control over everything. Um, She prefaced it with saying that he is a builder. He is, you know, builders are that way. They're meticulous. They're organized. They're detailed. She was also that way, just her role, which often happens in families, uh, especially with kids, she was focused on the kids and their activities and their soccer and their basketball and their, you know, don't get me started on the water skiing. But these are all normal things that kind of happen. But if you see in this where she's not even heard, that's where the problem lies. Um, you know, the, these are her children as well. These, you know, Fotis, it's not, I hope you're listening. It's not all about you, buddy. You know, I think, I think, not I think, I know you think that it is, but it's not. Um, And I think that is really telling. I mean, these blogs were from 2012, I believe. Uh, That's not even getting to the the court documents where she filed for divorce. Jen filed for divorce in 2017. Okay. Um, Like I said in my first podcast, blog, whatever you want to call it, (laughs) episode one, I touched upon it. You know, her father died. Her father was extremely giving. He was one of the youngest VPs for Chase Manhattan Bank, opened his own firm, did very well for himself, was extremely, extremely giving to the community, and of course was extremely giving to his son-in-law, who happens to be Fotis, who happens to have gone to Brown and has all these wonderful degrees, did managing consulting, which was in, you know, the financial world, but then decided to make Fairfield County looking homes to that caliber, which is, for those who don't know the area, are very nice homes, very high quality homes in the Hartford wealthier areas, which is Avon, Farmington, the areas in which they are now looking for dear Jennifer. So uh, that was his goal. That was his mindset. That was the business plan. Who funded that was Jennifer's father, Hillard. Okay. Hillard passed in, I believe, 2017 from what I read, and clearly the money train stopped, all right? Now, then Jen finds out about the affair, confronts Fotis. Fotis says to her, this is in court docs, that we're all going to live together and nothing's going to change. I'm still going to, you know, enjoy, basically, in layman's terms, your, your family's money, aka vacation at the vacation homes, do whatever I want 
nothing is changing. He fully admitted it, didn't even try to go around saying that he didn't have the affair, which I find interesting too. This is another type of characteristic. Again, I'm not a psychologist, but I mean, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to understand that this is a person that um, is extremely selfish, to put it nicely. So now we're at 2017. He's exposed with the affair with other than who else? Michelle Traconis. Now, Jen decides to move out, clearly, moves to New Canaan, is renting that house to get immediately out of there, uh, tells the judge that she is fearing for her life and that Fotis uh, is a danger. Now, when you get into these court docs, you start to see a lot of motions. There is so many motions, it's unbelievable. Motions, aka testimony of alleged things that were going on during their time of uh, marital bliss. And I say that completely as a joke and dry humor. Um, Times before, times during, and times after. Uh, They have five children. And those kids have been through a lot. I mentioned, I believe, in a discussion board about a time where Fotis put all the kids in his Porsche Cayenne, allegedly, and gave them the keys and allowed them to drive down to, uh, you know, a public street while Jen and the nanny were having, you know, panic attacks. And he literally got off on this reaction and this level of showing that he has such a level of control over her and that she can't protect them. Um, and this is kind of where you start to realize the, 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 the game he was playing with her, you know, the, the level of control he thought he had. And he started to lose that down the line, which will then we'll get into where we are today. So he does that, which I find side note, nanny is there watching. I really hope that, uh, she is brought in, uh, by law enforcement to to speak. I don't know. I just saw the motion that they're going to try to seal these documents. Um, I find it hard to believe that they won't be able to become uh, something that is, you know, privy to the, the prosecution, but we will have to wait and see on that. With this case, I mean, you never know. So that's just one episode. The, uh, clearly, the you know, everybody knows on the news that's been watching that he is known for working the kids to unhealthy quote-unquote, measures with the water skiing. Their oldest son, um, and I say this with all due respect uh, completely, uh, as it is, it is, you know, known publicly that he was uh, suicidal and, and stated to his mother that, you know, he was and that he wished um, that his father would die. Uh, and even the school called in and brought this to Jen's attention. Jen, of course, as a caring parent, brought it to Fotis. And allegedly he said, uh, why waste your money on therapy? What do you want him to turn out like you? You know, uh, alleging that Jen saw a therapist and that people that see therapi- therapists or any sort of psychologist is a weak person. Um, he also allegedly said, you know, do not do not spend the money you pay for it if you want to pay for it and and it's just everything was so hyper focused on money his money his success him growing I understand people like that I've been around them um I myself 
am a go-getter and can be ruthless at times, but there are times where it's borderline, I mean, I I, I don't even want to say it because, again, not a psychologist, but I mean, smells and stinks like severe narcissism there's zero empathy for the child. I mean, this is, you know, when, when you're bringing up something as severe as suicide and then the, the school is backing that statement, you know, you, you got to do something about it. So that that's yet again another thing. Um, there was another motion to bring up by Jen's side that, you know, he was, if the kids weren't practicing hard enough, he would, he would take the skis and, you know, smash them right in front of them and break them. And um, so there's violence. There's You know, there was so many motions about him uh, threatening kidnapping the kids and saying that he could come at any time and take the kids and and fly them to to Greece or some area in Argentina, I believe, um, or wherever his girlfriend, Michelle, is is uh, connected to and her husband is connected to. I believe he was a skier. Um, he said to Jen, Foto said to Jen, you know, well, I could get the kids out of here and no one would see them because they'd be in ski masks and you would never be able to get them. His, his idea of pleasure was torturing this woman, you know, and I think about all the reports now about how, you know, she was saying she's supposed to go to the doctor. I, I can't imagine what she was dealing with mentally. And for Fotis's attorney now to be even mentioning the fact that or hinting at the fact that they're going to bring up rolling her in the mud and destroying her character which they've hinted at already saying that she went by a different name and all this and it's like are you kidding me i mean are you are you freaking kidding me here <laughs> this woman is dealing with a guy for 2 years in divorce a brutal divorce lying about finances trying to hide them we'll get into that I mean, what he did to the kids, I, I mean, I'd be seeing a couple shrinks myself. I'd have about a dozen. So, I mean, it's, it's just mind-blowing um, that he could even say to his kids, you know, what, are you going to be weak like your mother and, and this and this, go pop another pill? These are all these things, you know, you know allegedly he was saying. So I, you know, th- this, is, this is the tip of the iceberg. And then... Um, I believe that there are things that I believe that he was extremely violent towards her in other ways, if not uh, directly, indirectly. Um, I believe that he was he was the master of manipulation and lying and fear instilling. Uh, And I believe that he really thought he was going to get away with all of this, like I said, uh, in part one. But I don't think that's going to happen. I really don't. I think that it's so quiet right now with the with all of the investigation for good reason. I don't have much to back on that other than the facts that I know that are I mean basically the community. I've never seen the community so upset um and people from all over the world uh really coming together and trying to help in any possible way that they can. I'm not just saying that. I mean it's it's really unbelievable. And I do believe um, that the mistakes that are made in these types of murder are uh, not by accident. They're by a higher force trying to help, whether it's the person that was unfortunately killed and their spirit trying to help those um, 
get to the truth. So with that said, back to the family court stuff. So the Cayenne incident with the Porsche, with the kids, him letting them drive. I mean, it's just unbelievable to read. Um, But it's not shocking. You know, it's not shocking. What, why I decided to do this part two and really dive into this is because I've actually gotten backlash in these blogs from people saying like, you know, how, why would he do it? Why would he do it? My, my God. I mean, the motive here is is unbelievable. And for someone to say that, I'm sorry, but you sound completely stupid um, at this point. I mean, there is such motive. The guy's business was tanking. Okay. He had no more, you know, father-in-law money funneling in. He, you know, was in such a heavy, heavy divorce that was so invasive into his finances, ironically, right before Jen disappears. Um, That's all I had to kind of read to then understand what was going on here. Um, And I truly believe that law enforcement... They, they know that too. They are, they just want to, they want to nail him. They want to find the evidence that will make this ironclad. And I do believe that it will happen. Um, it's just frustrating. Um, I remember a few days ago, I was so frustrated. I had to take a break from reading the groups, the blogs, everybody else's information that was coming out because, you know, it becomes a frenzy and, you start to become engulfed in it. You know, any sort of breaking news, my, my world, my own personal family and life was stopping because, you know, my heart would drop and I'd say, is it Jen? You know, um, and it's hard to turn that off. It's really hard. I couldn't. I had to take a break. I, I remember posting in a, in a group chat um, the other day about, you know, I had to go take a three-hour walk and I remember sitting down on the beach and seeing a woman with her kids and I just broke down. I I couldn't, I can't imagine in so many aspects, Gloria, Jen's mother, 85 years old, incredibly strong woman, lived a full life, has to now deal with all of this. And she knows what FOTUS is about. That's why she's suing him. She knows what he's all about. And she's got to stay strong, not only for herself, but for those five kids who are constantly, do I know for a fact, but I mean... I'm pretty sure I'm correct on this, constantly are asking about their beloved mother, who they were so, so close to. If you read her personal blog, if you got a chance to, you got to see the type of mother she was. She was doting. She was caring. She was the type of mom that that gets engulfed in the child's life and tries to have that impossible, mystical balance that mothers try to get to. But we never seem to be able to get to because there's nothing wrong with that. It shows that we love our kids. It shows that we try and we seek that, you know, impossible balance, but we always put those kids first. And that was Jen. That's how I take her to be. That's how she wrote. She wrote beautifully, eloquently, um, and had such an amazing outlook on life, was extremely positive, and was not a woman that would ever leave her kids. So if anybody wants to say that again, I don't want to hear it. I do not want to hear it. Because it's it's absolutely ridiculous. Um, 
there's so much I could say on this. Um, Me personally, back to this family court, um, after reading all of that stuff, I really, really was uh, dead set on, on Fotis. I began watching him a lot on the news on, you know, his, his mannerisms. And, you know, when you're, when you're speaking to a judge and you're telling them all of these things about your family, as Jen was doing, and you feel the need to then bring in someone that is unbiased, which Jen did an advocate for her own kids to be interviewed about their father. That says a lot. Okay. That said so much to me that Jen was so concerned about his manipulation that she wanted an unbiased person on behalf of the children that would speak for them. Those kids were interviewed and that speaker for the children said that those kids said that their father Fotis was telling them to lie about their mother. Okay. This guy is evil. All right. Majority of us know this, but it's important that the other people hear this. He was telling his children to lie about their mother. They were miserable with him. And the truth is not what Norm is saying, that the court was turning in his favor. That is not true. It's not true, Norm. Fotis had... (laughs) Oh, my God. I can't even believe this. I I cannot believe Norm even said at one point that it was turning in his favor. Fotis had to be watched by someone appointed by the court around his own children. He could never be alone with them. What does that say about this man? Add it to the list. Add it to the list. Um, the kids were, someone said the other day, and I'm going to use this, this phrase, that they were pawns in his game, and that, that, that's such a great way to say it. They were. They, they were his, so he thought they were a meal ticket for him. Well, they were not, clearly. And thankfully, they have a strong, strong family to back them and support them and protect them, like Gloria, their grandma. So now we've got Fotis with the court watching him and not trusting him. And it was getting down the line in family court where they wanted to look at his money because Jen was saying he wasn't paying for insurance for the kids. He was you know, either not paying it or changing it so that it would lapse. Um, and then he'd say he had no money, but he'd be going on Greek vacations and European vacations with Michelle Traconis for months at a time, yet he had no money and kept saying that. So eventually the court said, well, we need to get a forensic accountant in here. And that, that, that's exactly what was about to happen right before Jen disappeared. And the correlation between all of this, if you put all this in a pot, people, and you still want to say to me, innocent until proven guilty, I think you've got your proof. I know how the system works. I understand that somehow in this, they don't have enough yet. Do I agree? No. But I do believe that law enforcement wants to make sure that there is no way for Norm to get around anything in this. And that's the smart way to do it. It's the proper way to do it. Um, But I do feel for those that are in the community that have to see him. I can't imagine what that must be like. 
Uh, it's hard to be in the same state as this man and know that he's walking around. I don't care that he has a bracelet on. That bracelet does not stop people from committing crime. So I know I'm jumping around. I, I truly believe that if you read the court documents, you would have a completely different view on Mr. Fotis. Um, and you wouldn't feel bad for him. I mean, I haven't even brought up... I, I'm trying to bring up facts for everybody. But if you just look at his demeanor, okay, this is not a man that cares. I mean, there are guys like the, the Peterson guy. That, I mean, at least he tried to fake it. I mean, at least he tried, you know, to, to literally push out one tear on television or, or, or said, I miss my kids or I love my kids or like anything. I mean, cough. I mean, do something. But no, he's not because he doesn't care because he he believes that he is being wronged in this and that whatever he did, he feels justified that's the mind of these people. It's scary because a lot of us can't understand it because we don't think that way. But, but a normal person, no matter if you're on bad terms with an ex or whatever, you are concerned for that person, especially if they are the mother of your children. So innocent until proven guilty. We will see. We will see. I pray for their family. I am constantly watching and reading and doing my own investigating and I can't get over how much land this guy has access to. I really it's 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 unbelievable to me that when you think about it so many people think someone commented on uh, on a discussion board about you know you know, the, the banging in New Canaan the next day, everybody heard that was on the news. You know, apparently they heard banging the next day. You know, was that was that them digging her grave? Listen, if it, there's no he didn't dig her grave in, in three and a half hours. OK, I agree with Norm with that. Now, don't jump down my neck with this, but I agree with Norm. The reason why I agree with Norm is because. What Norm is really saying is that it was premeditated, okay? Norm didn't say that, but by saying that it would take longer than three and a half hours, and I know the commute, I know the time from which you go from Farmington to New Canaan, yeah, it's about three hours. And Norm is alleging that you can't commit a murder in that time. Well, in my mind, what would you have to do to then get around that time frame? Uh, maybe prepare first and who had a lot of time to prepare since their job was in construction I mean Fotis Dulos and all the people he works with okay it's just again I keep saying mind blowing it is it's mind blowing because he had so much time to prepare for the day she went missing you know, I, I truly believe on that day, and, I, and I've, I've seen a lot of people agree with this, that all he had to do was the, the deed that day. That's all that had to really happen. And then everything else was already prepared and done. He had this planned out, spanned out, detailed out, as if it was a spec for a new home. 
And there's so much land there and so much to cover and so many ways um, to create a foundation in a home and seal a foundation and piping and zoning and I just I can't be, I, I can't imagine what the police must have to be going through to even uh, search what they're searching but I'm happy to know that the FBI is involved that's good they have say over everything and I really hope and pray that they're doing some sort of sonar over the area and really looking past you know, ground level or, you know, canine level and start, you know, thinking outside the box and saying, you know, who, who was this guy? What was his job? What type of people were he around? What kind of, you know, what kind of activities did they partake, you know, partake in and what type of homes did he build? What were the foundations made out of? You know, what were the basements made out of? You know, were there wells? Were there, you know, sewer you know, unused sewer areas, you know, I mean, there's just so much, so many ways. And I hate to even say, I'm trying to be delicate in saying this. There's so many areas and ways he could have tried to hide dear Jennifer. Now, how long will it take for them to find anything is the question and what will they find? So at this point for my sanity, I've kind of left it to the professional's and if, if I do my own due diligence and I do my own investigating and I find something, I, I will definitely contact them. Um, but I can't imagine what, what they have and what they're getting with all the tips and surveillance and the hours that have to go in to view all of that. Um, another thing I wanted to touch on was a lot of people were surprised about not hearing about surveillance for Jen's house. We don't know that yet. We don't, we don't know. You would think that we would know. But we don't know that yet if there was or was not surveillance. You you would think, and and there's like a 99% chance that we probably would hear that there was surveillance and that he would have been convicted by now. But she felt safe. She felt safe in her home enough, or at least in the garage, you know, that day or, or, or every day. You know, it just goes to show you that a piece of paper, a court order or a restraining order is not enough. It's a piece of paper and it doesn't stop anyone who truly believes that they are above the law and you have to protect yourself you have to get a camera you know you have to have a bat in your garage you have to protect yourself have mace you know be aware of your surroundings uh and so many people don't do that um i happen to because i was just raised that way with my father's you know career and and um 30 years of uh, Department of Corrections, I, I I was taught at a very young age to have code code words at the door, you know, if someone's knocking for strangers or always having something where you could protect yourself because you never know what could happen. Um, and I think cameras in this day and age are critical. They're critical for anything because everybody likes to call the police, everybody, li- which is, I'm I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but I'm saying for, for non-events, people like to call the police. So it's to protect yourself even in non-violent circumstances, you know, to have, have a voice and say that did not happen. And I have video of it. You know, a lot of it is your word against, you know, mine. And, and that's not a good place to be in. So 
You know, it could go from the level of murder where Jen, Jen's at, or, or that's what I'm guessing at this point. Um, or it could be as simple as an argument with a neighbor, you know? So it's important to protect yourself. And I, I truly hope that one of those 80 videos or more show something. They have to. They have to. So we will see. I'm going to stay up on this and uh, keep reading about the town. I'm very interested in learning about Photostoulos's, uh affiliations with others, business partners, co-workers, um, his social circle. These are things that are going to be very interesting to me. I do know for a fact that there was many people suing him. He owed a lot of people money. That does happen sometimes in, in, in builders' worlds, but he just seems to have a pattern. And uh, I think eventually all these little puzzle pieces are going to join together, and uh, he's going to have a rude awakening where he finally realizes that he does not have all the control. And that we, the public, and the law can't be lied to anymore it can't it cannot be thrown in a ditch and we cannot be thrown away like garbage so with that i'll leave you and i will be back possibly with a part three and hoping that we find jen